Welcome to the Thriving on Purpose podcast, where we teach Christian entrepreneurs how to build a strong foundation of faith, growth, and skill to lead and thrive on purpose in life and business. And now, here are your hosts, certified coaches, Elizabeth and Sebastian Richard. Hi there. Thank you for joining us on the 12th episode of the Thriving on Purpose podcast. I'm Coach Elizabeth Richard, and I'm here with Sebastian Richard. Hi there. Hi, everyone. And today we are going to be discussing the topic, overcoming the father wound. So what exactly is the father wound, Sebastian? Well, uh, it's very prevalent in our society, and yet it it's not really tagged as a term but when we say it a lot of people think hmm I think I know where this is going and you probably do Uh, but Dr. Richard Fitzgibbons he's a Catholic psychiatrist who heads the Institute for Marital Healing he described the father wound this way while the term father wound is not an officially recognized clinical term it is used by many mental health professionals in identifying the origin of numerous emotional and behavioral conflicts in spouses, singles, and children. These difficulties can be the result of failing to have a strong, loving, and supportive relationship with a responsible father, or as a result of modeling after and then repeating significant weaknesses of the father, such as selfishness, excessive anger, emotionally distant behaviors or indifference to the faith. So that's the definition given to us by Dr. Richard Fitzgibbons. Yeah, so in a simpler form, basically, a lot of us have experienced the either the absent father, either the father that, um, you know, didn't find an importance to, to invest in his children, always working, perhaps abusive, Um, You know, there's all kinds of reasons out there why a lot of people out there do not have the best role model when it comes to a father. So that creates a father wound. Mm. And we're going to share a bit of our story. So uh, Sebastian's going to go and explain um, more in detail of his personal experience and in his life. And I'm going to give you the woman's perspective of how the father wound can affect a woman as well. So... Uh, I think, Sebastian, you wanted to talk about uh, how this relates to divorce. Yes. Like, in a society where the divorce rate is around roughly 50%, it's been like this for years and years now, more and more boys are raised by a single mom with a sporadically present dad or with an altogether absent dad. Mm -hmm. And these stats do not even take into consideration the boys whose parents are together, but whose father is just like you mentioned, uninvolved, irresponsible, uh, disinterested, or even abusive in many cases. So one would have to wonder which is worse, an absent father or an inadequate one. Uh, Both are very bad, obviously, Um, and hence the father wound. And I I find the father wound to be so much more common than the uh, wound that would be related to the mother because a mother has a natural nurturing instinct. So in, in... what I'm trying to say is basically very simple. You have a higher percentage of bad dads than bad moms. 
And I think that the wound that it leaves is very bad, very dramatic, and it uh, uh, can handicap men in a huge way, but also women, as we will see later. So women, if you're listening, ladies, please stick with us because we'll talk about what it does to uh, women growing up to have uh, a bad father or an inadequate father. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it reminds me, all, all this reminds me of a quote in the movie Fight Club where the two protagonists were talking about married life and Tyler Durden, who was played by Brad Pitt, he said this. He said, we're a generation of men raised by women. I'm wondering if another woman is the answer we need. So he was talking about marriage and saying, you know what? I don't think that's what we really need today's men because we were raised by women. So is that really what we need? Because if you like, if you remember the movie, if you've seen it, uh, they were broken men. I mean, these men, to engage in what they were doing, were <laughs> it wasn't going great in their lives. Obviously, relationship-wise and all that, a lot of there was a lot of hurt there, and it translated into them founding the Fight Club. Uh, Durden also said another thing in the movie, which was powerful. He said, "If our father is our basis for God, and our fathers abandoned us." then what does that tell you about God? So these quotes in the movie Fight Club, which is in a way a cult classic, these quotes scream father wound. And and the movie had an impact uh, because a lot of men identified with these characters that were broken, Mm -hmm. really. So I I think that the, the point is this. A huge number of men in Western society have a deep and hurting father wound. And what happens is that most of these guys don't even know about it, much less acknowledge it. And like any problem, knowing is half the battle. If you don't know you have a problem, the problem is only bigger. Right. So you see, when, when boys, young men are not aware that they need to address their father wound, it leads them to many destructive behaviors, which include, but are not limited to, uh, being, for example, I have stats here, being five times more likely to commit suicide. I'm talking about um, guys who have um, an absent father here, okay? Five times more likely to commit suicide, 32 times more likely to run away, 20 times more likely to have behavioral disorders, 14 times more likely to commit rape, nine times more likely to drop out of high school, and 20 times more likely to end up in prison. When I read these stats, I find them very troubling. And I'll I'll add as well in women, uh, we see it, uh, it comes out a little similar. Um, Women also have... uh, We've seen commit suicide because of this. Teenage pregnancies. Teenage pregnancies, runaways. Um, Drug abuse. A lot of them end up in, in foster care in different homes and they have behavioral disorders. Um, some will end up choosing an abusive mate. Some will end up doing drugs. Mm. In, in worst case scenarios, some will even uh, go to prostitution. So these are like we're talking extreme, you know, yeah. extreme cases. But... 
Um, we'll discuss how this shows up in our society in, in a less extreme way, which is very uh, rampant and very common. Yeah. But this is a, an extreme example. But And I want to make a short parenthesis here because obviously this is a show for Christian entrepreneurs and you might be thinking like, well, what does that have to do with me running a business? Well, here's the thing. When you have a deep and abiding father wound that was unresolved or unacknowledged, it's going to transpire in every sphere of your life, every relationship, and in the way you will conduct yourself. So we see this here as, at Thriving on Purpose as something very important that needs to be addressed because Thriving on Purpose is here to help you in business and in life. And we think that the father wound really defines how you're going to deal with life. Exactly. And also by dealing with your father wound, whether you're a man or a woman, um, will help you to become a better leader in your family life because yeah. this will show up uh, with your spouse in your relationship and this will affect all your children. Yeah. The patterns that we have seen, we tend to reproduce. So this is why we want to focus on this topic for those of you that have suffered from this or are presently still suffering from it. Because just putting a band-aid on the wound and just saying, I'm going to be this great leader and I'm going to learn this and that and that and that and not overcoming all these um, important uh, areas that we're going to mention um, will affect your relationships and your family life if you don't resolve it. Absolutely, yes. Uh, very, very well put, Liz. So before I go on, I just want to say, I just want to talk a little bit about my experience with the father wound. I mean, this is a subject that's very close to my heart. It's something that I'm really happy that we're addressing today in the podcast, because I know there's a lot of us guys out there who suffer from this and who just cram it in, you know, silence it, uh, put it in, in some kind of folder in our brain where we won't access it. And we think that by ignoring it, it's just going to go away. But the problem is it won't. It's going to manifest itself in all kinds of ways that can be very destructive in your relationships, in your business, in the way you lead your life. So um, so when I read the stats before, uh, when I read them uh, initially, the first time I read them, I realized I was pretty lucky. Okay, um, Because today, I'm first of all lucky to be alive. I'm out of jail. I'm sober. I'm educated and I'm married, happily married, with children. So I'm mostly blessed because, to be honest, the odds were really, really not in my favor. Uh, and I'm going to talk about my growing up. I had a very deep father wound growing up. My dad was not abusive. So I just want to put that right, right there. He was not verbally abusive and he was not physically abusive. Okay? So from the get-go... It was not as bad as many of you guys out there. I know some of you guys out there had to deal with an abusive dad, either verbally or even physically. And uh, that's even harder to overcome. So for me, uh, the problem was that my dad was an irresponsible man. But when I say irresponsible, I mean very irresponsible. My father dodged responsibility as if it were some kind of highly contagious and deadly disease. Okay. And as a result, he was on welfare most of the time. And his character uh, was the basis of that. He was rebellious to all forms of authority. He was addicted to either alcohol, pills, pornography, 
or just plain wrong thinking. And you know what? I think that just spells, that just means that my father himself had a very deep, unaddressed father wound himself. Uh, so those were symptoms, I think, that were associated with his own father wound. But I realized that as I, as I grew up, as I studied these things, I, I realized, okay, you know what? He, he wasn't just like that perchance or just like because he was right. a bad dad. It, it, there was more, there was d deeper layers to this whole thing. So the result for me growing up were pretty devastating. My mom would not put up with an irresponsible man, and who can blame her, right? So my parents ended up divorcing. Twice. You, yeah, you heard right. My parents ended up divorcing twice. So they married, they divorced when I was around two years old. And then when I was around nine or ten years old, they remarried. And four years later, they re-divorced. So this gave me more than an unstable childhood, okay? I lived with my dad, uh, at times with my mom, and I even lived for two years with my paternal grandparents. And by the time I was 14, we had moved 13 times, okay? So that's a lot of moves. So in all, I attended 11 different schools by the time I was in college. So. That means that every year, or almost every year, I was the new kid. And everybody knows how being a new kid in school is pretty tough. I mean, you, you have to make new friends. And, and, I, and I didn't, like, it was, it, at first it's not so bad. When you're young, when you're six, seven, eight years old, you kind of adapt. But as you grow into your, your, your pre-teen years and then your teen years, it becomes increasingly painful and difficult to move so often. So, uh there were a lot of side effects to this dysfunctional uh, father-wounded childhood. So here were the side effects, okay? We grew up poor because my dad wouldn't hold on a job. We, he was on welfare most of the time. We were poor. I severely lacked self-confidence. I had to deal in my teens and early adult life with anxious disorders, I was bullied in high school. That's because bullies can smell lack of confidence. I had to go through many trials and errors in my life early on because I had so little guidance. I didn't have a good role model, so therefore it was trial and error all the time. I had to make decisions that would have been made so much easier if I had a dad who was a stand-up being who would have just come alongside me and say, well, you got a tough decision to make. I'm going to help you. But my dad was not able to make decisions that were wise for his own life. So much less for my own, right? And also, I had a distorted view of marriage. Because my parents' marriage was so suffering, because it was such a wreck, I tended to idealize married life as the solution to my problems. So what that did is I was a hopeless romantic and I idealized relationships and women to a fault. I tended to put women on a pedestal as if they were these, uh, the solution to my problems or, or, or if they were going to help me uh, become the man, uh, the knight in shining armor or the hero. Uh, uh, so all this led to all kinds of problems early on when I began dating. 
I was severely depressed in my late teens and early 20s. Uh, and when I say severely, I mean it was really bad. I, I came uh, very close to suicide. Uh, and yes, I was a Christian. And yet, because of this, this very, these very big problems that were brought about by my father wound uh, and the lack of guidance and the lack of support, I, I felt very alone in dealing with these problems. So I became very uh, in great despair. Uh, I found it hard also to hold on to a job. Uh, at one point, uh, when I was about 20 years old, I looked back and I counted how many jobs I had done. I think it was something like 11 or 13 jobs that I had like tried and quit, tried and quit, tried and quit. I, I, I couldn't find myself. I was very, very confused young man. So how did I manage to overcome these effects of my father wound? Because this is what this podcast is about. It's about overcoming. I don't want to just wallow in self-pity here and say how my life was was bad and and how your life is probably bad. And I'm, we want to offer solutions. I mean, I'm over this today. Thanks be to God. And uh, I that the, the goal of this podcast is to help you if you have unacknowledged father wound or if you do have an acknowledged one, but you're struggling to get over it. We're going to give you these steps, these actionable steps to get through it, okay? And, and the debilitating effects it has on us as men, okay? So we don't have all the same father wound, we're, but we're all fighting a similar uphill battle, okay? And this battle is to try to maintain or regain our manhood because a father wound is a wound to our manhood as men. But, Men are not the only ones who suffer from a father wound. Women also suffer. And Liz, uh, I want you to give a woman's perspective on the father wound. I think you're essential in this because women also suffer from, from this big time. Exactly. So um, for me, it was a, a bit of a different upbringing. And uh, so I'll share a, a bit of my story without going into too many details. But um, so, you know how we say that the father wound, basically, you cannot give what you do not have and what you have not been taught. Mm. So for in my case, my father hadn't, did not have a good uh, role model, did not have a good father. Um, he had mental issues and that resulted in all kinds of problems. So my father did not have the greatest example and basically reproduced a lot of what he lived because he didn't know any better. Mm. Uh, however, my my dad did become uh, a Christian and he did um, try to follow some principles in the church. The only problem is that um, a lot of men uh, try to fix things, and so basically what they do is they they embark in religion and they they come into the church and then they learn all the rules of the Bible and what we're supposed to do and not do, and in in what that did it in a result in our lives is that my dad became very, very disciplined, uh, disciplinarian, very controlling and used the Bible to um, be way too religious and way too severe with us. So, you know, when we were talking in other podcasts about that balance between, you know, when you're raising your kids, mm -hmm. having a little more uh, emotional understanding and balance and, and love. And, and so, like I said, it's kind of hard to read, to give what you haven't been taught. Yeah. And I think that he did the best he could with what he understood from 
the Bible and religion and, and God. Um, but that had a very ne negative effect on me when it came to how I saw God because it was too too strong, it was too disciplined. Uh, basically, you know, when you see movies of... Um, you know, a father being in the, the army, like a, a sergeant. Well, I felt like I was raised by a, a religious sergeant. It was really th the same kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So there were upsides in the sense that it did teach me to be disciplined in areas of my life, which were important. But at the same time, there were a lot of areas where it was just too suffocating, too controlling. And uh, he was just too emotionally disconnected. So, um so that that basically resulted in me, um, you know, having a, a bit of a messed up way of seeing God. Um, also, you know, I was scared of men because in my mind, all men were controlling and were, you know, uh, very, you know, dictating people. Like I had to to break free from that image that I had. So luckily enough, I did a year of Bible college. And um, I went after high school uh, at the end of the like my mom passed away when I was 16. Um, I got into a lot of arguments with my dad. This was a really, really hard time for all of us in our lives. And my father just, you know, had a very bad time dealing with all this. So we ended up having a lot of heated arguments and um, I just needed to have some time away to to you know, really focus on God and focus on where I was going with my life. I was finishing high school and I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. So I took a year off and I went to Bible college. Mm. And um, I realized that the father wound was kind of like, like basically it, it f follows you, right? You never really get rid of it until you learn how to deal with it. And um, I was lucky because I saw a lot of great men, a lot of good men that were close to God and they became good role models, good examples of what does a good man look like? What does a godly man that really follows God the way he should and, and loves the Lord and has, you know, that balance? And um, so I, I ended up seeking uh, advice to, um, to one of them that had like eight kids and he was, you know, very uh, close to God and stuff. And he was like a counselor on the, the campus for us. So I started talking to him about my relationship and everything. And, and he was talking about how, you know, to let God heal your heart. And, and we had good discussions about that and, and forgiveness and the importance of all that. Um, but he pointed out because at the time I was 18 at that time and I was starting to, you know, be interested in, in dating and stuff. And I had uh, started a relationship with a person on campus and he said, did you, you know, everything that you're, you're talking to me about your father and how he is and everything, did you take time to really look at the type of person you're looking into right now? Mm. Did you not notice that he's extremely controlling? And then he started enumerating a bunch of char character traits that he had noticed in this young man. And then it just like hit me like a ton of bricks. And I realized, wow, I'm actually, I'm actually not... Um, I'm actually in this pattern of seeking what I know the most, right? So women in, in many ways will tend to, without realizing, seek what they, they are comfortable with. So even if it's not a good comfort, even if it's not 
something that they really want. Yeah. I didn't want to be with a controlling spouse. Obviously, I didn't want to be with someone like that. But I didn't realize that this is what I was comfortable with because this is what I was used to. Mm. This is the pattern that I was used to dealing with. So, you know, that's why there's a lot of women that end up choosing the wrong, the wrong mate because they never get out of that pattern where they're able to clearly see, you know, what it is exactly that um, that that's wrong with the relationship and what exactly they're supposed to look for in a mate. So basically you're saying that uh, if, a, if a young woman has a bad relationship with her father, if, if her father for, for some reason is not adequate or not a real good father, even, the, even though there is that problem, she might still look for a mate who's very much like her dad. Exactly, because that's all. That's what she's known. Uh, like many cases where you hear uh, women that were abused end up choosing a man that's abusive, mm. or a woman that uh, we know a lot of people like that. You know that have been raised by alcoholic fathers. Why does she end up picking a husband that has alcoholic tendencies and ends up, yeah. you know, being abusing alcohol? It, it is the comfort of what they've known. What so they've, known. they've found some kind of love in that even if it wasn't the right picture of love and isn't what God wants us wants, wants you as a man to portray to your daughter, mm. it is what they felt. So therefore, yeah. they will seek that. And when they find that, even if it's through a guy that, you know, that was alcoholic, they, f they find that connection that they're yeah. used to. And that's the problem, is to break is free. Is that known, that known zone that uh, I know this, I'm familiar with this, and therefore it's... A, it's like they, they feel like they have so much in common with the person because oh, I feel like I've known you all my life because they basically have through their father or <laughs> yeah but the only problem is that in most cases um, it ends up being worse because a father generally even if he's not perfect will love you more than a spouse that's abu abusive yeah so oftentimes times. it ends up even worse as a relationship yeah so this is why it's so important um, you know, to, to really heal this father wound, um, because even as a woman, you know, you're, um, a Christian woman has to be a good leader when it comes to her children as well. Yeah. And I know we hear a lot about leadership with men, but as a woman, if you have daughters, your daughters are looking up to you. They're and up looking... to their dad too. So exactly. if the woman doesn't pick the right dad... But they're looking the up. The daughters are going to suffer. They're looking up to you both for different reasons. Yeah. You know, the, the, there's an identity like, uh, like my daughter, Marissa, looks up to me and I can see it in the different questions she asks me and how she looks at me. I know that she's looking for an ideal of what she's supposed to become, of what kind of woman she's supposed to be, what yeah. are her likes, what are her dislikes. She's figuring it out. How, how am I supposed to behave? How does a woman behave? Mm -hmm. You know, and, and she's going to see that in relationships as well. And if your father wound is so deep that you have this distorted way of seeing men, then you will port portray that to your daughter as well. Mm. And I've seen that in relationships, profound, yeah. in many, many relationships. I've seen that the, the, the woman being divorced and she has such a negative idea of, of man because she's been hurt mm. and she'll give that, that, uh, that image to her daughter and her daughter will unknowingly be scared of men because of that. Mm. So, you know, it, like we say, there's, it's a pattern. 
It's a never-ending cycle that never ends if you don't put a stop if to it. If you don't it. break it. So if this, you don't overcome it. Yeah, exactly. So we're going to help you with these different points to help you overcome these uh, father wounds, whether you're a female or a male, yeah, woman or man. These points are good for both of you. Yeah. So the first one is shift the blame. So what does that entail, Sebastian? Well, do you remember the movie Goodwill Hunting? Yep. Okay. Well, do you recall the moving scene at the end when the psychologist Sean McGuire, who was played by Robin Williams, finally sees that Will Hunting's pains and troubles stem from his deep father wound? Yeah, I remember. So what does he tell him? I remember that scene. It's so mm, poignant. It was so it's good. The, it's the catalyst, like the turning point in the movie. Right. He basically tells him, it's not your fault. And then, and then remember the scene of the, like, yeah, I know. No, no, no. Listen to me. It's not your fault. Yeah, I know. It's not your fault. And, and then uh, Will Hunting breaks down, right? He cries and cries. And cries. Matt Damon, yeah. Yeah, Matt Damon, yeah. Will Hunting, the, the character, breaks down completely. That was it. It was his father wound and he was taking, he was taking basically the responsibility upon his shoulders. So the first thing that we need to do, all of us who've been wounded by a relationship, a bad relationship with our father or a lack thereof, is to shift the blame. You know, when you're growing up, you're not responsible. You're young. You're learning life. You're learning to become. Mm -hmm. And those years, whatever happens during those years, you're, it's not your fault. So what I mean by shifting the blame is basically don't take these years where you're being formed into an adult. Don't take it upon your shoulders. Shift the blame to where it goes. I mean, your father had responsibility and he will be answerable to God someday for that. So don't take that upon your shoulders. Shift the blame. Okay, so you have to you have to come to terms with the guilt once and for all. Many men struggle with this shame and guilt. You have nothing to blame yourself for. So understand that this was your father's failures, not yours. So that's the first part of shifting the blame. You shouldn't bear the burden because it is not yours to begin with. But, but. Don't overshift the blame. And Liz, I think you wanted to add something about overshifting the blame. What is overshifting the blame? What does that mean? Okay, so overshifting the blame is basically um, a phenomenon that we see happen uh, with a lot of women and men is that because they didn't have the greatest father, because they're able to acknowledge that, because it was very obvious, a lot of people will tend to, women or men will tend to blame the father and say, you know what, I don't have this in my life because of my father. I don't have a good relationship because of my father. Um, I don't have the life I want because of my father. And they dump all the blame on their father. And they're basically saying, I'm a failure. I'm not what I'm supposed to be today. And that's all res a result of my father and my upbringing. Mm. And, okay. you know, I had some really um, intense conversation with some people and uh, one person actually said to me, I realize that I'm scrapped. 
I am a scrap person. I can never become anything because my father was this type of person and he was an awful father and therefore I, there's no hope for me. Hmm. I'm scrapped. And a lot of people without saying it that way think it. They live their lives thinking it and you hear it in different ways like, uh, you know, well, I can't I can't get married. There's no point in me getting married. Like I come from a divorced family and therefore, you know, like what's the chances of me surviving a marriage? If my parents can do it, then I won't. What's the point of getting married? So over shifting, basically what you're saying is once you're past the age of adulthood, you kind of have to own up to it and, exactly. and, and grab the bull by the horns and say, OK, you know what? Yeah, my father did have a lot of responsibility in hurting me in handicapping me in certain ways but now I'm an adult I have choices to make I have to be intentional and I have to change what I can exactly and you know there comes a time when you become an adult and you realize you see other role models out there and you see other people that have had great fathers and then you look at that and you say wow they are a success or they seem to have it all together because they had this wonderful father. Yes, they do have an advantage if they had a great father that was teaching them great principles. They do have an advantage, but it doesn't mean that because you didn't, that your life is doomed and that you won't get what you want out of life. Yeah. It might be harder for you to learn things. It might be harder for you, um, you know, to overcome sometimes because, you know, we have to work through our mindset. We have to rely on God. We have to pray more. There's a different steps that we have to take to overcome. So it can be challenging, but it's, it's, you know, in a way you have an advantage because you understand what it is to, to live that and you can help other people overcome it. And, and it's even more of a beautiful story because like my husband that didn't have this great role model and most people are like, wow, you know, when they hear the story of how he was raised and he goes, you know, he explains a bit of his, of his childhood. There's stuff that we won't mention here today, but, um, and when you see the father that he is today to his thrilled three children, you kind of never would have guessed because you see a man that really seeks God's um, approval, that loves God, that wants to do right by God. Um, he, you know, immersed himself in books, on psychology, on all kinds of good Christian books to teach him how to be a good husband, to teach him how to be a good dad. And all that was so fruitful that it changed him and made him into a different man today. So he's able to have so much to give to his children. Hmm. So you would never know that he lacked all these things, you know? And so basically what I want you to do is not like it's, you have to understand it's not your fault and that your father did have a role to play. He is accountable to God and how he treats his children and how he raises his family. But at the same time, you have to, at one point when you're an adult, say, you know what? You have to man this, up. This was my past. It doesn't dictate my future. I'm going to do something about it. I can learn how to be a good dad. I can learn how to be a great husband. Amen. I can learn how to get closer to God. He's going to teach me. And, you know, I can have those beautiful things. I can have that wonderful relationship. I can be that great dad. I'm not scrapped. Uh, I was I was made in the image uh, of God. I'm a child of God, and that's who I am. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So number two, the number two step, and it's a very logical one, is to forgive. 
that's the second step in your healing process, okay, and overcoming your father wound. So in the previous step, we said you have to shift the blame. So this means to stop blaming yourself entirely, okay? But now the second step is to not harbor a grudge and irresponsibly blame your dad for everything you are. So do you see the difference here? So your father's actions or inactions caused you grief and pain, but you have to let it go. So in overcoming your father wound, this will probably be the most difficult part in your recovery. But at the same time, it's the most important. Forgiving your father will help you get past the hurdle of your father wound. So you see, when you forgive, you accelerate your healing. When you forgive, you are freeing not just your father, but also yourself from the bondage of hatred and bitterness. Now, that's very important to do. This step is crucial. So many people don't even get past number two, forgiving. Right. If you can't get past number two, forgive, forgive about overcoming mm -hmm. the, the, your father wound. I mean, forgiveness. Because there's too much negative energy that goes on for, harboring unforgiveness, unforgiveness. Unforgiveness leads to bitterness. And bitterness is, it creates roots that can go very, very deep and that can cause all kinds of harm, even mm -hmm. physical illnesses. So if you can't, like, if you can't forgive, and, and you know, my dad had his wrongs, but like I said earlier, some of you guys and gals out there, you had to deal with abusive fathers. And I can't even imagine what that would be like to forgive. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I'm not, I, I, I didn't walk a mile in your shoes. And yet I do know that unless you can find a way to forgive, you will never heal. Mm -hmm. And if you can't forgive, and in many cases, many for many of you out there, it's understandable. If you can't forgive, go at the foot of the cross and ask God to give you the strength to forgive. God will listen in time to this prayer if it is sincere and if it is consistent and repeated if, if you need to i mean sometimes forgiving people is just too hard we need god's holy spirit to empower us to do it so for some of you you might need to do that it might be it might just be too hard to move past that point if you don't ask god's help a beautiful story of forgiveness is the movie I Can Only Imagine. If you haven't seen that movie, oh, my goodness. that's a, an extreme case of, you know, somebody that could have yeah. easily said, I don't want to forgive you for the rest of my life. And Yeah, but, but the know, father did come to him in forgiveness saying, forgive me. So that, like the yeah, dynamic. But some people yeah, won't forgive anyway. Yeah, I know. I know. Some people wouldn't forgive anyway. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's a beautiful movie and I highly recommend it. Um so now on to number three. Uh, yeah, just before you do number three. Sure. Um, I also want to say that, you know, when you're thinking, I know for a lot of you, you know, that have had like extreme cases like that. Um, you know, I think that if you look at it also from a perspective of, you know, God is going to judge every one of us. Like God is going to judge every person. 
and whether your father is saved or not saved, you know, he, he will be accountable um, to God for his actions. And I think you have to let go and say, you know, let God judge him and let God deal with that. And when you have that in your, in your mind, it helps to kind of say, you know, because a lot of people just want that person to suffer and they want that person to just feel the pain that they cause and this and that. And when you harbor too much in the past, when you live in the past, there is no future for you. And that's what people have, have, noticed have experienced those that have been able to forgive and i know it's not hard i mean it's not easy it's very hard and like sebastian says to go to to god and ask him for help but once you do get past that point you realize how much burden and how heavy it was on you and how that was stopping you from propelling you towards your your purpose and your future yeah and you know today um that person, uh, I forget his name, that I have a blank, sorry, uh, in the movie, you know, I can only imagine, says that, you know, his his life, everything that he's lived through um, that has been difficult, he sings out mm-hmm. and um, has been sharing his testimony and sharing his his hardships through music and it's been touching so many people and so many people have come to christ because of it so that was his purpose through that pain that was his purpose so i i hope that you can find the strength to forgive because this is really key for you to get towards your purpose unshackling you exactly because those are shackles it's weighing you down from becoming the person that god wants you to be Mm. to get to your fullness there's so much more that God wants to give you and if you can't get through that hurdle then you won't be able to see the beauty of everything else yeah absolutely okay, so, so so number three yeah is, the, the third step is to empower yourself the result of the father wounded your life probably made your life not quite the way you want it I mean when you haven't addressed it you're probably living a life that when you look at it, you're like, you know what? That's not what I wanted out of life. And it, it, it's that bad. Father wound has that much effect, okay? You can change this. You just need to decide it. So you have to trust and believe that you can stop the cycle of dot, 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 fill in the blank. Okay, whatever it is that's going on in your life that you don't like, that sucks, that's weighing you down, whatever. That cycle. You can stop that cycle. You can be responsible. You can be a loving husband. You can be an awesome dad. You can get out of this addiction. You can have a thriving life. You are not just a victim here, and you can be a victor. Will it be easy? Nope. Will it take time? Yes, and guess what? It's going to take effort as well. But you know what? Every step you take in the right direction will be worth it. You owe it to yourself and your loved ones to take responsibility, to empower yourself. You owe it to yourself to not be what you resented your father for. Let me repeat that. You owe it to yourself to not be what you resented your father for. So make the decision to become the man you needed growing up and if you make that decision guess what you will become that man 
So that's how you empower yourself. You just need, it's a decision. Now you're at the stage of you shifted the blame, you forgave your father, and now it's time to take back your power as a man because the father wound uh, strips you of your power, of your manhood, a part of your, 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 your strength as a man. So you just need to get that back, take it back, and stand up. Exactly. So this is the action part. So when you finally make that decision that you are worth fighting for and that you do deserve this, that you are a child of God and you understand that everything in the Bible that talks about what God wants to give you and how much he loves you, then you understand that it doesn't matter how you were raised. It doesn't matter all that, that you still are entitled to all these wonderful blessings and then you'll take action. Even if it's scary, even if you feel like you don't know what you're doing, um, you still, you know, you, if you, you want to get married and you, you, that's what you want, you want to have kids and you want to have your life with somebody and you're not sure how to do this because you didn't have the greatest example, you will learn. You just have to take action and rely on God. So Amen. not thinking about the failures because a lot of people focus on the failures because they've seen the failures too close. So mm -hmm. they've seen the divorce, they've seen the abuse, and they're scared to do to repeat those same patterns. But there are ways that you can work around it, and just just acknowledging it has so much power. Just noticing yeah. that there is a pattern, and that you can overcome this, and that you just need to focus and rely on God and ask Him for strength and do that personal development. Do that, you know. Get those great books. Uh, later on, we're going to talk about resources uh, that we were going to recommend that are going to help you to um, empower you to to give you what you need to yeah. uh, get through it and to become you know to get to the action step to get what you want out of life yeah and it applies to women i mean the empower yourself part and all these steps apply to women as well as men okay because overcoming the father wound uh, you might go at it from a different angle as a woman and the effects of the father wound are not the same but the steps to overcome it are the same. Mm -hmm. Okay. I once uh, had a conversation with a woman and she was discussing, we were talking about the father wound, kind of, uh, about that. And she said to me, I'm not like you. And she says, I'll never get that. And she believed that she didn't deserve a good man. She believed that because she made the wrong decisions and she had all kinds of problems and a kid that was sick to take care of and this and that, that she did not deserve that. And that's couldn't be farther from the truth. You have to get to this point where you understand and read your Bible and understand how much God loves you and how many blessings he wants to give you and that you do deserve these wonderful things. That it's not because of where you're living right now. Maybe you're looking at your you know, rundown house or wherever you are and you're thinking, I don't deserve this because this is who I am and this is where I live and yeah. you do deserve these things. You just have to believe that you do. Yeah. And the so we'll get to the fourth point. Absolutely, I'm ready. So find mentors. This was really, really huge. Like I mentioned earlier, I had really great mentors. I also had women mentors that were very impactful in my life. And uh, I highly recommend that you find a, m a mentor, ideally of the same sex, because they will help you, uh, especially Christian mentors, to see, you know, exactly um, the patterns and what you're to look for in a mate. So for women, it's, it's really crucial if you do not have 
you know, the best upbringing and there were mm -hmm. problems there, like we discussed, it's really important that you um, surround yourself in a good church with good mentors, uh, good Christian women that can help you. You know, sometimes it's just seeing the example of how they live their lives that makes such an impact yeah. so, you know if you have the chance to go take coffee and one of those ladies are willing to mentor you and spend time with you that's even better but and now there's so many ministries out there and good churches that you know focus on helping people uh, that need good role models and um, we'll have some of that in the yeah. resources as well but that is so crucial just to be around you know be in, in ministries be part of a church where you can have a good example because if you're alone and you don't have an example of what a good Christian man or good Christian woman looks like and you don't know how yeah. you're supposed to be and how you're supposed to behave, these are good good people to, to surround yourself with. Yeah, and for us men, um, it's something we often joke about. Uh, men have a hard time asking for directions, right? And seeking a mentor is kind of a way to seek for direction. Mm -hmm. And so for men, it's kind of tough to make that step and, and, and seeking a, a mentor in their lives. But it is so important for those of us who have a deep father wound. We need direction. We need help. We need a compass. We need that guidance so bad. So as a young man, do you know what I did as a clueless young man when I began taking steps? To overcome my father wound I did two things number one I found great books to help me so I began reading books that touched on the topics I so desperately needed for guidance topics like marriage manhood faith these helped me in countless ways so God used the knowledge I acquired through my reading to slowly tra transform my thinking and my outlook and this knowledge, it still serves me today in my marriage as a man and as a father. And, you know, when you don't have money or when you don't, you don't have the right surrounding, books often take the place of mentors if you can pick the right ones. So if you choose them well, it's really going to help you. Uh, and in the, uh, the resource section that we'll have at the, at the end of the podcast and the show notes, you'll have a resource you can now, we'll give you some, some of these good books that can really help you overcome the father wound. And the number two action step, well, act, it has to do with finding mentors. I said books can serve as mentors. That's when you don't have the first option, which is find a few good men. Okay. Since my father wasn't a good role model, I set out, I decided to set out to look for some. So I joined a church, okay, I began attending a local church around the age of 21, and I noticed in that church some really solid men who exemplified the type of man I wanted to become. And these men were great examples in their faith, in their charity, in their knowledge, education, work ethic, marriage, and etc., etc. So I started hanging around these men, asking them a few questions when I had the chance. And I modeled these men as best as I could, and I tried to learn from them constantly. So by observing them and talking with them on a regular basis, I was able to gain so much insight into what I needed to do, as opposed to what I shouldn't do when I considered my father. See, when I looked at my dad, I was like, okay, here's what not to do. Mm -hmm. But... I was still left hanging because like, okay, I know what not to do. I kind of have an inkling of an idea of what I should do, 
but how do you do it? So these mentors kind of really helped me to, to get a grasp into, okay, here's how you do it. And, and they didn't do it. It wasn't easy. I mean, it, being a man is tough in today's world. I mean, it's really tough. Mm-hmm. And it's not easy. But when you got guys who show you the way, when you have good men, a few good men who show you the way, and even seeing their struggle, and even seeing how they stumble, and get back up and do it again, that is a real encouragement for, for us guys who, who make that decision uh, and who want to find mentors and want to heal and want to get past their, their father wound. Exactly. And today, you know, we don't, it's not like years and years back where uh, you just had some counselors and, you know, um, certain offices that could help you. Today, there's, you know, so many resources, so many minist- ministries and churches. Um, today you have podcasts, you have great Christian podcasts that are run by a lot of good Christian leaders. And, um, you know, we offer coaching. There's a lot of other Christian coaches that you might identify with as well. And so there's so many more resources to help you out to take that, you know, to overcoming the father wound to get you to the place where you want to go. So point number five. Look to the perfect father. What anchored me more than anything through the tough, difficult years that were affected by my father wound, the, 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 the behavior of my dad and, and uh, the problems that it caused me, was my faith in God. You see, God is the perfect father. The father wound comes from a really bad relationship or no relationship at all with our earthly dads. The solution, therefore, and the healing comes from a really good relationship with our Heavenly Father. Does that make sense? I think I'm making sense, right, Liz? Right. So, for me, that's where the healing really began. And it began at a young age because I, I converted. I was nine, nine years old. So all throughout those difficult years, God was there. And I, I owe it to him. Uh, I said earlier on the podcast, uh, I, I didn't get into drugs or bad relationships. I didn't, I didn't go through a crazy rebellion. And, and a pastor once told me, a pastor friend of mine once told me, he says, it takes as much power from God to keep a man from the world as it does to take a man from the world. And that's what God did with me. I mean, I I was already his at a young age, and he kept me from all the things that I could have fallen into because I had a father wound. It was my heavenly father who did that. It was my relationship with him that did that. So my relationship with him through Bible reading, prayer, talking to him, waiting, hearing in my heart when he would speak or show me the way. I mean, that was all through, all through these things that I was able to overcome. And I don't think I would ever advise anybody who's had a father wound if they're not a believer. I, I, I wouldn't be able to guide them through these steps unless they first became a believer. In the Father, because I think that genuine, through and through healing 
comes from God. Only God can take a wrecked life and make it whole. Okay? Yes, you can you can through personal development and I've seen and I've seen all kinds of people out there who who through a lot of effort and perseverance can overcome. But there's always some elements missing to it. It's never like this there's there's no such healing as the one that comes from God. Yeah, and also because you're following the best blueprint, right? The blueprint is the Bible and he's the one that's going to teach you how to be uh, a great leader. He's the one that's going to teach you how to be a good husband, yes. how to be a great father. All these things you're going to learn from the blueprint, from the Bible. So it's so important to uh, reach out to him and ask him and talk to him about what you're missing in your life and what where you've been wounded and how to overcome and ask him to help you forgive. And all these things, all these steps come by going to the foot and, you know, to to the bedside and praying and asking him for this help and you know when I was struggling and my mom passed away when I was 16 so I was stuck with the man that you know I found very 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 hard to live with mm. and the only person that I that I was so close to was my mom that I had a really close relationship and now she was gone so what was I to do yeah. you know what was I gonna do and I felt completely lost and the only thing that that got me through this hard time was the fact that I did go to church and I did, uh, you know, at the time I was part of the youth ministry and and I was, you know, seeking his will and, and always making an, an importance of being there. And I cried at church. Um, you know, there, there was nothing I didn't feel when I was at church, but I just needed to, to be there, to feel that I was close to God and to ask him for that help because I was, I felt really, really lost. And through my whole life, through everything that I had to learn how to do, because when you have a father wound, you know, for you, for some of you men, you have no idea what it is to, to, you know, even be, to have a good relationship and how to behave with your wife because no. that's not the example you've had. Remember what, remember what I told you when we first started dating? No, you told me a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> you said a lot of things, right? <laughs> but when we, I think it's when we were uh, engaged. I said, you know, I have a pretty good idea of what it takes to have a successful marriage, but I've never seen it. Right. And I'm going to need you. Because your father had his faults, but he, he had a pretty good marriage. Better than, than my parents, that's for sure, who divorced twice. So I remember at the time, I, I kind of confided in you and said, look, I'm kind of going to need your input in here because I don't have the recipe here. I don't have it down pat. And yeah. you, you, you saw that <laughs> as the years went by. You're like, yeah, also, that's what he meant. <laughs> but I don't have it down pat. Okay. Exactly. But, you know, so... That's the thing. You need the blueprint, basically, right? You need that blueprint because you're not sure what it looks like. And that's where you get it. That's where you're going to really get some really good meat when you read the Bible and you really analyze and you do your devotional and you listen to really good uh, Christian leaders talking about the Bible, um, good Christian pastors. You're going to one thing that helped me learn a lot, so much. One thing that helped me a lot were sermons about how to be a good dad, how to be a good husband. Yeah, uh, those helped. I would, I would like, I would just siphon all of it. Like I would just like absorb it like a sponge because I was so thirsty for that. 
Exactly. I so wanted it for my life because I so didn't want to do like my parents and wreck my marriage. I mean, this was so important to me because I saw how, I mean, their lives were shattered. It was just like two divorces. I mean, like, so I don't even know how I can get over that. But uh, yeah, and there's so many, you know, so many examples of s different things that you live through. Um, experiences that you go through life as you grow as a man as you grow as a woman as you experience life you get married and all the different things you live as you're as you're married there's nobody for you to go and see and say hey dad what do I do in this yeah. situation because yeah. you know dad doesn't know yeah. or maybe it's mom in, in this case or you know so for that for all those times where you feel alone because you're going through these these different uh, milestones in your life uh you, your your first child is born and yeah. you know you have no idea how to do this how to do that like everything i had to learn so if i couldn't learn from the bible because it was more of a hands-on thing then i use the internet i read a lot of books i did research how do you do this how do you do oh, that yeah, you had to learn you a know? lot of things from scratch exactly and you you just become self-taught in a lot of things but that's really really key is to get close to god and rely on him and and be open with him yeah and in the in the look to the perfect father the last point i just want to give you guys some uh, extra meat here uh bible verses that that can really help you and encourage you psalm uh Chapter 10, verse 14 says this, But you have seen, for you observe trouble and grief. To repay it by your hand, the helpless commits himself to you. You are the helper of the fatherless. Another one, Psalm 68, verses 5 and 6 says, A father of the fatherless, a defender of widows, is God in his holy habitation. God sets the solitary in families. He brings out those who are bound into prosperity. But the rebellious dwell in a dry land. And another uh, couple verses here. The Lord watches over the strangers. He relieves the fatherless and widow. But the way of the wicked he turns upside down. That's Psalm 146 verse 9. And one of my favorite, uh, John 14 18 says it's jesus speaking i will not leave you orphans i will come to you the father wound is unfortunately an epidemic today not only because of the rate of divorce but because also of the rate at which men lack character values a backbone and a will to be uh, pillars. So because of that, we have many problems with today's men. And as a result, when these men have kids, well, guess what? It's tough on them. It can be really tough. And uh, if you're a young man or if you're a man my age and you're, and you're undergoing uh, uh, seeking healing or if you have experienced lots of pain and drawbacks because of the father wound, we really, really hope that today's podcast has blessed you. Today, I can say I'm a happily married man. I have three wonderful kids. I love God. I walk with Him every day. Am I perfect? No. My wife would tell you that, right, Lizzie? <laughs> <laughs> I'm far from perfect. But every day I get up, it's a new opportunity for me to make things right, to make things better.
to make myself better through the help of God and His Holy Spirit. And uh, I can honestly say that I was healed and I overcame that huge hurdle and that huge pain and that, that all the problems that attached to it. And it was with God and it was with actionable steps that we shared with you today. And we really, really hope, me and Elizabeth, that if you have felt this father wound, if, if you have felt its weight, if you have felt how it handicapped your life, that you will take these actionable steps today. And we also hope that if you don't, have, you may not have a father wound, but if you've heard these principles today, if you've heard these steps, if you heard the, this podcast and went like, wow, my husband has a father wound or my friend or I know such and such who's, who's been through that or I know this podcast could help so and so. Hey, go ahead and share it. I mean, that's why we're doing this. We want to help as many people as possible. And we really believe that this very podcast is super important because it basically it includes so many of us. So many people today have this problem. And uh, I believe that uh, it, it can really help a lot among you. Exactly. And um, Sebastian uh, created the Top Men Guide, so the Top Men Resource. Top as in, by, so, by the way, Thriving on Purpose Men. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, for you guys, so you'll see on the podcast episode on our website, thrivingonpurpose.com. Um, just click on See Show Notes and you'll see where you can download um the the top the resource. Men resource and yeah. you'll have that sent to your inbox and uh, also there will be a top women resource so in this again in the same areas uh, click on see show notes and you'll be able to download that resource for you as well at thrivingonpurpose.com so we hope this podcast has helped you has blessed you uh, you can subscribe to our podcast all you need to do is look on the the podcast episode uh, you can just pop in your email to get the latest episode sent to your inbox or yeah. also on our thrivingonpurpose.com front page. You can do that as well. You can subscribe. So we wish you a great week. Be blessed. And thrive on. Thanks for listening to the Thriving on Purpose podcast. Be sure to visit thrivingonpurpose.com to access the show notes and to discover more fantastic content. Until next time, be blessed and may you thrive on purpose.